Welcome to South Sound Connected, a podcast where we'll talk to the people behind the wheel and discover how transit connects us all to life here in the 253. Welcome aboard. Let's go for a ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25. My name is Penny Grellier, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today on South Sound Connected, we're going to talk with Whit Park, Pierce Transit Special Events Coordinator. Whit manages logistics for any event that requires use of a Pierce Transit coach, as well as outside events that affect transit service. We'll learn about the impact of his work on the agency and the public, and we'll highlight the tasks he works on that often occur behind the scenes. So welcome, Whit. Thank you, Penny. It's great being here with you today. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your role with Pierce Transit, please? As you know, I'm the special events coordinator. And to understand really what I do, you have to understand what a special event is. And a special event is any event that is above and beyond any of our normal routing, Mm -hmm. any of our normal services. I break it down into two different categories. One, the first being a participatory uh, category, which is those that we have our buses uh, take an active part in, such as most of you know, parades, the Daffodil Parade being probably the most prominent. Um, In the past, we've provided service for the fairs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have the non-participatory, which is basically an event that uh, is taking place within our service area that we have to provide detours around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some listeners may have attended a recent holiday parade, for example, that featured a beautifully decorated Pierce Transit mm-hmm. bus. This is just one example of the event you've worked on. So can you tell us how many other events you've coordinated this year? Well, Penny, I think most people would be surprised how many events we actually participated in. Uh, our total so far this year, and it's probably going to be our final total, mm. is 276 total events. Wow. Yeah. Um, that equates to two out of every three days we have an event going. And <laughs> and I know people are baffled about that. It's, it's quite surprising. But you have to take a into consideration all the different types of events that, mm-hmm. we, that we do. So uh, I'll give you a, a breakdown of them all. Um, as you know, we, we provide services through our, our Sound Transit partners mm-hmm. for all of the sporting events that we have. Oh, yeah. And if you recall, uh, the football, we have 10 Seahawks games. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball is probably our most prolific. There's 81 games. Yeah, and uh, soccer, there's 34 total, which there's 17 home games. And that's not even considering their match play or even uh, any playoffs that we have to participate in. Mm-hmm. We also provide services for, or extra service for any of the concerts that we have. And as we know this past year, we had numerous concerts. We had uh, Taylor Swift that was here for two days. Um, Some of our big ones were canceled like Pink, but we still had numerous concert events that we provided extra service for. Mm -hmm. And that's just those. We also provide ADA um, support 
with coaches for their testing. Mm -hmm. We have numerous tours groups that we go on. Probably our most prominent one that most of our peer stranded employees know is our honor roll uh, tour that we that we take. It's actually a luncheon tour that we uh, take those that uh, have had no absences during the year. Mm. Why do you think it's important for a public transit agency like Pierce Transit to participate in special events? So being a public transit agency, our operations are really dependent upon, upon our tax base. Mm -hmm. Participating in these events gives us that exposure and possible goodwill to people who might not use our service, but are actually the ones that vote for for our tax base. In turn, it might give them the idea that they could use our services. Mm -hmm. And and one of my one of my favorite are children that have never been on buses before, because we all know that children um, look forward to when they get to school. Oh, I get to take the bus. It's really a big deal. And our buses are even more. Uh, exciting to them than the yellow school bus. Mm -hmm. And in seeing this joy that their children have, a lot of parents are, I, I've seen open to the fact that, oh, well, I could take the bus. I mm -hmm. could go here and go there rather than driving and incurring the costs of parking. You know, transit is indeed more convenient than, than, being in line for 20 minutes to find a parking place. We drop you off, you walk to the entrance. So I think that our participating in these events really bring up the possibilities that, that you can use our service, that we're there. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of people, we're out of sight, out of mind. They don't even look at us. Um, and to see us as a partner in these events might give them a little feeling of community. Mm -hmm. So it's like a special event is the entree into the world of transit for a lot of people. Like it, that's their first time taking something and they think, Hey, this is really great. It I is. I might try this again. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, they, uh, a lot of people don't realize that many of our coaches have internet. Mm -hmm. and, and that they can continue listening to their podcast up to on their way up to Seattle. And uh, not only that, but how nice the interior of our buses are mm -hmm. and how comfortable, you know, most of the seating is. I'm going to say all, but <laughs> some of them are, but yeah, it's, it really opens their eyes. Yeah. So as someone who's worked on special events from the outreach and communication side of the house, I know that they often involve a juggling act. Um, can you describe how you prioritize the requests and how you plan your approach to special events, especially when there's more than one on a given day or weekend, for example? Certainly. And uh, I indeed have worked with you on many events mm -hmm. in the past. Uh, one comes to mind is Proctor Treats. Yeah, uh, that's right. During my first year here, and uh, now Penny, the prioritization really comes down to if we have the resources available, we usually 
will do that event. And uh, by resources, I mean if we have the coach available, if we have the personnel available. One of my key thoughts and one of the reasons why I will turn down an event is for safety concerns. Mm. Uh, for instance, this past year, I turned down an event that they wanted us to park in a grassy field, our bus, for a touch a truck event. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that people don't realize how heavy our vehicles are. And for us to get stuck in, in a field uh, would just be horrendous. So the key priority is if we have the resources available, usually we'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. um, and with safety in mind as really the qualifier. And one of the things I've seen that I think you do a good job of is we have special events in most of the different parts of our service area. So it's not like we in any way, you know, favor going to events in a certain part of town. We, we want kind of from that public relations perspective, like we want to support events in all the different parts of our service area to get that message out that Pierce Transit's here, try it out. You know, it's a service you all can use in this area. So. That's absolutely true. And I think people would also be surprised the communities that we work in. We have 20, over 20 different municipalities mm. that our service runs through. And each of those areas have events going on. I mean, if you just think how many picnics, community picnics people have, mm -hmm. or even, you know, um, parades, Fourth of July parades, uh, community parades. And, you know, we have our twin, that old timey bus that, mm -hmm. uh, that we have, that you have no idea how many times I get requests for those. And, and you're right. We don't try to focus on one community. We like to spread the love. Mm -hmm. uh, So there are many Pierce Transit team members involved in getting ready for a special event. Can you tell us who else you work closely with at the agency and the roles that they play in event prep and execution? Well, I have a huge smile on my face right now, Penny, because this isn't a lone... I mean, even though I'm the only person that does this within Pierce Transit, I have tons of partners. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you think about it, I probably the first and foremost, is our fleet personnel, our mechanics that uh, provide me with the, with the coaches that we use and, and uh, these events, um, service delivery for the personnel that they, they provide us. Now, mind you, each of these has to be requested by me mm -hmm. and, uh, and approved by them and instructions given to each um, on how I need the the, the coach prepared or special instructions for the operators, um, detours that, that have to be planned for, um, I mean, dispatch uh, in getting me these, these personnel and assigning these personnel. We've got the communications that transmits our, our instructions to our, to our employees, the shuttle supervisors that, help me plan the events that uh, that ADA 
need access to. Mm -hmm. um, and as you can see, the list is huge. And that's only in Pierce Transit. I, many of our communities have their own transit services like Seattle. Mm -hmm. So any anything that goes on in Seattle, I have to coordinate with their metro as well. So as you can see, it's it's quite expansive. It's not just me. It takes a lot. <laughs> and I'm imagining you standing there now with your uh, conductor's baton, tuning up the orchestra <laughs> of all these different people and teams and parts. Pointing to that one. Yeah. Okay, increase, increase. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like that at times. Yeah. And so on the flip side of that, which community partners do you work with on special events to ensure that all the bases are covered and the impact to our regular service is minimized where possible? Uh, Penny, again, that's as expansive as, as our internal partners. Um, I have a list of agencies that is probably an, as long as my arm. Mm -hmm. um, every police department that oh, yeah. is, and fire department that's, um, that's in every one of the communities that we have. I have some great contacts in there. I mean, in particular, Gig Harbor, they're always fabulous and, 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 and very responsive to any requests that, that I have and in getting me information. Um, the, uh, again, the other transit agencies mm -hmm. that we deal with, um, and even agencies um, such as um, Red Cross, because we'll provide warming buses for mm. particular events, which is also an event. If there's a fire and in an apartment complex and numerous people need to be given services, they certainly will reach out to us and ask if they can have a coach or numerous coaches to either transport them or, or or be a warming bus for them while while they're in crisis, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's just a small touch of the agencies that we work with. Um, just about every one to, to include uh, um, DOT mm. and parks and uh, uh, our street planners. And, I mean. The list is huge. Yeah, I think people would be really surprised at mm -hmm. how expansive that list is. So some listeners may recall that Pierce Transit used to provide express rides from parking locations to major events, such as, as you mentioned, the Washington State Fair, the Taste of Tacoma, and the Fourth of July event that was held along Ruston Way in years past. So can you explain why those haven't happened in recent years? Um, yes, Jenny, we've participated in these, I call them large regional events mm. because they affect our regional, uh, our region as a whole. Uh, COVID brought a, brought a huge strain mm -hmm. upon all of our services on the community as a whole. We saw at Pierce Transit a reduction in, in operators that we had. Many people decided you know, not knowing what this disease was, that, okay, it's time to leave the surface and and moved on. 
we saw a huge reduction in our drivers and not only in our drivers, but also in our ridership. So in turn, we cut service. And just now we're getting back to the levels of service that, well, we're not even there, but we're, we're working on getting back to the level of services that we had prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are tired of hearing COVID, 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 but it's a fact. And we hope in the future that we will develop a partnership with, with the fair again and, and even the taste, which runs out of the fair now. It's no longer, a lot of these venues have changed, mm-hmm. but the, the, um, the event is still there. And we hope in the few, near future that we'll be able to provide support to these events. Yeah, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. So you've been coordinating special events at Pierce Transit for a while now, and you worked closely with the previous coordinators over the years. So what do you think is the most challenging aspect of coordinating special events, and what's the most enjoyable? I might have to say, Penny, the, the most challenging is finding those one-off events the you know, I I take pride in, in knowing exactly what's going on around uh, around our communities and again the 23 different communities that mm-hmm. we service and uh, I have resources that I've found that I can pick these little events but every once in a while as a matter of fact twice in the past two years that I've I've been doing this um, I've had events that just surprised me. And I'll tell you, one of them was the uh, was the apple squeeze in Stillicum two years ago. I had no idea that that event was to occur, and it didn't this past year. So these one-offs, one-off, I, I call them, are probably the hardest thing to, to control. Fortunately, I have, uh, through service support, I have fabulous supervisors out there that can can take control and detour our buses as need to on a moment's notice. So they have very little impact. The most enjoyable events, and I think I said it earlier, are those that involve children Mm -hmm. because the joy in their eyes is just incredible. And to think that, you know, I'll give you a little background. I grew up with transit in Kansas city. I rode buses everywhere. And I, and I absolutely loved it. And a lot of kids in this region, it's not really a city setting where, you know, a large municipality where you have to use transit. There's, we have our choices here. Um, and so children really aren't exposed, young children really aren't exposed to it. It's like the kids in trains, they love trains. Well, they love buses too. And we participate not only in touch a truck, but we have a, um, a bike event in the spring at, down in U- UPS where they provide bikes for children. And we teach them how to actually put it on, on our coach, how to ride um, our coach while also taking their bike along. Mm-hmm. So and I, I love that. Kids are so excited about it about uh, transit and about the possibility of riding riding buses that uh, those are definitely my favorite yeah i have to agree with you on the 
the kids aspect, especially that bike swap event. Yeah. Um, we, the listeners may, may not know unless they've encountered this, but we had our maintenance shop a few years ago, uh, get hold of a, an old, um, bike rack that fits on the front of a bus, but they made a standalone holder so that we could take it out to outreach events. And then we've had so many kids use that to practice putting their bike on and off that bike rack because, you know, again, it's one of those, I haven't tried it, so I might, might not try it. I'm too scared. A bus comes up, you have your bike, you want to put it on, but you're not sure how that rack works. Absolutely. Everyone's waiting for you on the bus to get going. So those kinds of things where you can be at those events and say, take your time, try it out. This is what to expect. Certainly. They'll be more likely to give it a go in real life. And it's not just children. It's also um, elderly yeah, people true. that are surprised by it. Oh, this is a lot easier. Oh, maybe I'll ride my, my bike downtown now. Maybe I'll use transit more mm -hmm. often. So you know, these, are, these are my favorite events where you actually get to interact. I mean, the parades are fabulous and, and everything. But, uh, but I do have a story about one of our, one of our uh, recent parades. Actually, mm -hmm. it was the Lakewood um, Lighted Santa Parade, not this past year, but the year before. And as you know, we go all out in in decorating these buses. And part of it is, you know, we have to have lights for these. And they have an inverter on on uh, on the bus that converts the electricity from from DC to AC that can be used used on some of these lights. And we were having difficulty with our bus charge losing its charge yeah. and so we had to shut the lights off throughout the parade and the lakewood parade isn't very long it, it's fairly short but every 20 feet we had to stop shut off the coach no, shut off the lights and the very first time that we did it and mind you the streets are lined with children it's not raining it's beautiful evening out and we shut the shut the lights off, and you could hear the children going, oh, <laughs> groaning. And so the bus would charge for for thirty seconds, and then we turn the lights on, and the the crowds just scream, <laughs> and the kids had so much fun. So we saw the reaction that we had with that, and so we improvised. You know, every 30 seconds, we'd drive up the street, get a good charge, shut it off, turn it back on <laughs> 10 seconds later, throughout the parade, and it was incredible. And those are the type of things mm. that make me love love this job yeah. and, and love these events that include children. Nice. A nice story of improvisation. <laughs> you have to sometimes. So one goal of the, the podcast that I um, usually have here is that I like to highlight career opportunities available in the world of transit and maybe even just kind of in the world of transportation. So what skills would you say that somebody needs if they're interested in a career in special events planning or management? So, uh, Penny, I'd have to say that organization is is – the trait that you need, you have to be organized, but you also have to be flexible because things have a tendency to change mm -hmm. in this job. And if you get frustrated by, by change, um, this is not the job for you. Um, primarily, 
on this. You have to be a people person because this job deals with the public. And if you are a loner, like to work in that office, um, and not deal with other people, this is not the job for you. Um, but I have to say that it is very rewarding. And I encourage anybody out there to to try, and even our employees. You can come sit with me for a day, um, just as you would with any other supervisor, and see what I do. And I think there's a lot of you out there that could do this job and would be great at it. And I think that every one of you would be surprised at how much this job entails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely come across in our conversation Mm -hmm. today. So we've come to the end of another episode, and thank you, Witt, for illustrating the importance of special events coordination and the work that you do helping make sure Pierce Transit is highlighted at many community events. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Next time on South Sound Connected, we'll take a look at another aspect of Pierce Transit service and community support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast link with your friends and be sure to subscribe. And check out piercetransit.org for the latest in services, trip planning, and agency news. Thanks for listening.